Hello and welcome to the Resiliency by Design podcast. In this podcast, we embark on a journey exploring the multitude of issues woven into climate change. My name is Ozzy Lang, and I will be guiding you through this exploration with the help of experts from the community. These experts are individuals taking action on climate change through adaptation or mitigation. The journey to a future where we can all thrive is not a simple path, but with the guidance of great leaders and a willingness to change, our future on this beautiful planet will be bright. On this episode, we will explore how project management is changing to ensure society adapts to climate change. I am joined by Susan Todd, founder of Solstice Sustainability Works. Susan has worked on climate adaptation for over 20 years, helping businesses, governments, and nonprofit organizations integrate climate action strategies. Susan will be giving us a sneak peek of a course she is facilitating through the Adaptation Learning Network, entitled Project Management for a Changing Climate. In this course, Susan graciously shares her insights and knowledge while connecting learners to a network of adaptation experts. Susan, welcome to the podcast. Could you provide us with a brief description of the Project Management for a Changing Climate course? Happily, this course is a continuing studies course, and it's designed for people with responsibility for managing complex projects. We've defined that broadly, so the project could be anything from construction of infrastructure to producing a film or rolling out a conservation strategy. We're hoping to attract people from a broad range of backgrounds because experience shows us that addressing climate change will require multiple perspectives and skill sets. There's going to be four modules in the course covering four different weeks, and those will take people through exercises and videos and discussions amongst peers to just layer a climate change perspective on what they're already doing as project managers. We're not advocating a particular project management framework or standard or model. This can work with anything that project managers are already doing. It's just a way to give people some insight into how climate change could affect the work they're already doing and help make them better project managers. From my understanding, you also have a a very background for sure in all things climate adaptation. And so it's not the first time that you've developed a climate adaptation course for a professional group such as project managers. Could you tell us a little bit about the course you developed for the CPA and how it helped you develop this course? Sure. Well, CPA Canada, that's Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada, is the largest professional association for accountants in Canada. And as far back as 2013, they developed an awareness that their members had a professional responsibility to consider how climate change uh, could affect their businesses or could affect their clients. It could increase risks, influence strategy, even affect financial results. So with some support for Natural Resources Canada, who's also supporting this course, as a matter of fact, they undertook to get their members skilled up. And so they engaged me to help them develop continuing education materials 
And we started delivering those in workshops across the country in, I think, 2015. And we're now transitioning those to online courses in the current environment. It it helped me in a few ways. For one thing, there are some key concepts and tools and resources about climate change, which are valuable for professionals of all stripes. And it also helped me get inside the mind of the person taking the course and understand that they're there because they want to know how the workshop or the course will help make them better at their job. So that was, that was valuable as a, an ed- educator to be in that position and think about this. This is not arcane knowledge. This is stuff that people are going to be applying as soon as they get out of this course. And so we developed exercises that could help them apply that and see how they would put it to use in in their job right away. It sounds like you're taking the same approach through this course as well, is you're going to be covering a case study based on a fictitious transit company. From what you've talked about already, it sounds like that really brings the materials to life. This also grew out of my previous work with the accountants, where we developed very small mini cases for companies in the natural resources sectors and also for an infrastructure in, again, a transit company. And that grew into a larger project that I took on with Robert Siddle, who's the past CFO of Metrolinx, a very large transit agency in Ontario. And we were inspired by that work to develop it as a teaching case and we did it for accountants and then reframed it as a case designed for project managers. So the whole thing revolves around a project manager in a transit company that is looking at how climate change is already affecting the operations and this company is contemplating a new rapid transit line and you know something like that has a long lifespan so you need to look into the future and think about what the climate's going to be like in the future when the tracks are laid down and people are using this and so thinking about the user experience on that uh, as they use the buses and the and the trains and also think about the employees and the health and safety aspects, thinking about the, the management of the assets. What's the expected life of those assets? How do we maintain those assets? What tolerances in terms of material strength and flexibility and things like that do we need uh, to consider when we're procuring capital assets? So there's just so many aspects that something like a transit company would need to consider and climate change will affect all of those. So it, it gives us a, a touchstone and something that can bring everybody together because as we've talked about before, we're looking for people from a wide variety of backgrounds and whose project could be extremely diverse. But when we can ground it in this one case study that we use throughout the, the program, it's a common point of reference. And so people can practice, you know, get their, their hands uh, dirty practicing on this company. And then in the final week of the course, we'll ask them to apply this to their own project, the one that they will be working on when they go back to their day jobs. 
it is something that they can test out and work with everybody who's going to be in the course and have a safe place to fail before they go back to something that's going to matter for their job. How does taking a course like this help help project managers in their current role, but then also as they're looking to other roles in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. It's something that we're seeing that often the it's the people at the tops of the organizations that are the first to start thinking about climate change. There's an awful lot of awareness growing amongst board members now about how, because they're the ones who are charged with oversight of risks and strategy. They're looking at, and they tend to have a longer time horizon in the the things that they look at. So it's quite natural for them to be thinking about the big changes that the climate's going to undergo and how this is going to affect their organization long-term. So we often see it cascading down from there to people who are more operational in in, uh, terms of their responsibilities and their mindset. So for a project manager to already be starting to think about things which are engaging the minds of the people at the top of the organization can only help them because they can develop the ability to communicate about that and they can communicate it about it in terms of risk and strategy and you know, long-term costs and investments and the, these sorts of things. So the perspective we're bringing to this course probably is more strategic than tactical. It is more about these broad perspectives that will influence anybody, no matter what industry or sector they're from. And so I think that that can grow with people as they mature through the organization. The key piece that you're talking about is you're putting yourself in a position where you have a leg up on other project managers who haven't even thought about climate change or climate change adaptation. And that can help you in your own organization, but can also help you as you move into different organizations. Oh, yeah. I I think that people with this exposure to climate change thinking are going to be very valuable in the marketplace. Once we get out of this pandemic situation, there's an understanding that there's a lot of cash that's been set by that's ready to be unleashed at some point. When companies start hiring, they're going to be doing it in this new environment in which climate change is going to be much more at the, at the forefront. In fact, an awful lot of communications I've seen around the pandemic suggest that we need to, some use the term, build back better, or we we need to have a green recovery. Some people have seen the pandemic situation as a bit of a wake-up call and uh, a dress rehearsal for the kind of disruption that we could see from climate change. So I believe that there is going to be a need for people who are conversant in the issues and risks and impacts associated with climate change and can demonstrate that they have some skills to address those. Why do you believe it's essential to teach the skills and understandings that you'll be covering in the course? I think the most important thing here is the multidisciplinarity or interdisciplinarity required to address climate change. This is a big issue and it's not the purview of any single profession. It's going to uh, affect health and safety. It's going to 
affect asset management. It's going to affect financing. And so it'll be relevant for communities and for governments at all levels, for private and public sector organizations. It's just so widespread that I think it's really important that we get this kind of training uh, and education and awareness into the hands of as many people as possible. I I also teach uh, undergrad courses and I'm finding the opportunities that I can to try to start instilling this mindset in undergrad students as well. As we move towards this Build Back Better, that knowledge and that understanding of climate adaptation will give them a leg up just like people who are taking this course. You have a wealth of knowledge and understanding about sustainability and have been working in climate change adaptation for quite a while, but you aren't the sole guide of this course. You're going to be bringing in community experts to bring different perspectives and different views. Could you give us a little bit of a sneak peek into who will be joining the learners throughout this course? Oh, gladly. This is probably what I'm most excited to speak about (laughs) because we have four individuals who are joining us who have such a wealth of experience in this area. We have Deborah Harford, who's the executive director of the adaptation to climate change team at SFU. And she works in the area of low carbon resilience and is one of the leading lights in that area. We've got Harshan Radhakrishnan from engineers and geoscientists of BC. And they've been extremely active in this, uh, the area of climate change adaptation and also skilling up professional engineers and geoscientists. So they've got a great perspective on that. Also, Erica Crawford of Shift Collaborative is going to be joining us, and she's going to be speaking to the module on engaging the various groups and stakeholders, people who could be instrumental in projects because of their expertise or because they're going to be affected by climate change or by the project's uh, response to climate change. And then we will have Robert Siddle, who I mentioned before, former CFO of Metrolinx. He's going to be joining us as well. So yeah, very, very excited that we've got these four individuals who are all very engaged in climate change adaptation in their own ways and in their own work. Yeah, and often I hear this all the time of climate adaptation is getting the right people around the table. And it sounds like you've got the right people around the table to bring the learners the tools and resources that they need to go back and really excel in bringing this to their organization. But my final question is, what made you get involved in climate change adaptation? Well, I think I'm a problem solver. And to be honest, I probably came to this mostly from the mitigation perspective, which is about trying to slow climate change, try to reduce the emissions. And like some people a decade ago or more, we, I probably thought at the time that working on adaptation was almost like conceding defeat. If we're not successful in reducing emissions and mitigating climate change, that then we will have to deal with adaptation. But what's become quite clear to me over the last 10 years is that we have to work on both. 
no matter how good we are at mitigation, no matter how successful the Paris Agreement and whatever successor agreements we come up with are, that there's already quite a change in the atmosphere. The mix of gases has changed. It's already having effects. And these are long-lived gases. So even if we could turn off the taps today on the emissions, there's going to be changes that we have to deal with through our communities and our business organizations. And so it's very important that we were able to do both. And so that was a bit of a, a light bulb going on for me. And so now I can continue to be a problem solver, but I'm not just trying to <laughs> mitigate the, the emissions being released to the atmosphere, but also try to work with organizations that are being creative and innovative about adapting to the changing climate, about building resilient infrastructure, about finding ways to pursue low carbon resilience, and finding ways to make it safer for everyone. Thank you so much for your time today, Susan, and for joining us on this episode. And thank you to everyone who's listening. If you are interested in taking Susan's course, there will be a link in the podcast description, or you can visit the Adaptation Learning Network website. Remember, there's a limited number of seats, so be sure to register soon. I hope each of you have a wonderful day.